Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, no matter how much you wish it would. Did I get it right that time, Charles? Yes. Take my dreams, put them down to track. Two Track Audio with Nick and Charles. Yes. If I had said it, and we haven't really nailed this down, but if I had said it, I would have said, welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, no matter how much you want it to. But uh, yours is better okay. grammar, I think, probably. Like, wish, I think, is sort of like a like a more uh, accurate thing to say, maybe. It doesn't matter. Um, I how think, are you doing, Nick? Oh, sorry. I think I said it that way because I heard you say it that way one time. I'm not sure. Interesting. I'm not sure, I, so. I don't know. I don't know. I'll I give mean, I'll give credit to my grammar to you. I'm blackout drunk in most of these episodes. So like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm actually, what's funny is that, like, I, I, I don't typically drink while we're recording these, mm-hmm. and but I feel like I often sound like I have been because like I get into this weird loopy space of talking. Uh, and uh, anyway, uh, so how are things with you? How's the world of Nick? You know, they're they're good. We're, we're recording this episode, uh, you know, in the, the latter third of, of August, I suppose. I was recording Oggy an episode donkey. with uh, Mike McFarland on Boozers and Losers the other day. And and oh, your uh, your baseball podcast, the baseball with, podcast, with, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it comes out uh, once weekly. I don't know. Yeah, if it comes, it comes out, out comes out weekly during the baseball season. Uh, we'll we'll see where we go with that. Anyways, we discuss so, the classic rivalry between the Brewers and the Cubs. I'm oh, just trying fantastic. to like plug plug your your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah we'll people interested like in that should check that out. We get. Yeah, yeah I know. It, <laughs> probably zero. Honestly, I can't imagine that. Well, maybe not. I guess I guess you would listen to both these both those podcasts. That's so. true. It's true. And Mike maybe. might. I, I have listened to Boozers and Losers. I don't, I don't really care about baseball. So, <laughs> Anyway, so where I'm going with that is I brought up the weather on that episode too. And it's August here. You know, the weather's not great. But I described it as dry and humid. Which doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. Yeah, yeah it doesn't make any sense. But it's also Kansas yeah. City, so it kind of makes a little bit of sense. I guess, yeah, it is kind of crazy <laughs> over there, but like, uh, yeah, I think it's literally the dog days of summer right now. Oggy doggy, yeah. dog days of summer. I was thinking about it. It's, uh, it's, it's in some ways, it's like the worst part of the year because you have the 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 heat of summer with like the the change of the the air and the. The, the the trees of of autumn interesting um, yeah. and it's just like this weird middle space that i like really am uncomfortable with once once falls in full swing I, i'm great again but i'm not oh, i, I, really I love, love that it middle yeah. Space. yeah especially in boston I, I, it must be incredible in boston oh my god 90 percent humidity as we speak i checked it a little earlier and it's, mm. i'm feeling it i'm feeling it nick i i'm i'm ready to for this to be over but then it's going to be like uncomfortably cold like that's the thing like, yeah. like i will say um compared to other places i've lived like boston does have a really nice like september through november will be really nice weather for probably right. outside of the occasional like nor'easter or something uh-huh. um it probably won't be because like the planet's dying and stuff but but still uh but yeah i i um 
Oh, I had a point I wanted to make about weather. This is uh, such such good content talking about weather on the podcast. You know, this weather is great. We 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 might have to like timestamp when we actually start talking about talking about the subject. <laughs> Other times, like our opening, you know, banter is it's is interesting. interesting. <laughs> it's literally the weather right now. Yeah, it's the weather. But you know, uh, hey, like, uh, give me you know early summer June. I'm always happy to to have June come into play. You know. But like, yeah, this is really, oh, you know what it was? So Dunkin' Donuts, I don't know if this is, I, I, I see Dunkin' Donuts constantly. They're like all over the place up here. So I'm very aware of like what they're, you know, marketing at any given, given time. And they're already rolling out all the pumpkin stuff, which I oh, love. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a pumpkin spice naysayer. I love pumpkin flavor. That's a big thing for me. Uh, but like, man, like it was like walking i was walking to work this morning and it was like 89 degrees and like 90 percent humidity it was so gross out maybe it was 89 degrees probably like 82 or something but it was very hot and like with the, with the humidity or whatever and i was like the last thing i want right now is a pumpkin donut or like a pumpkin spice latte that would just like i i would die you know what i mean like like the, right we're, we're, yeah it's it's that kind of weather where it's like affecting every element of your of your being, you know, mm-hmm. I'm usually a mm-hmm. hot coffee through the summer person. I, I, I yeah, do drink yeah, iced same. coffee too, but, but I, 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 I do a hot coffee and like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it today. I was the like, distinction for me is, is like I can 99, if not a hundred percent of the time do hot coffee in the morning. And then yeah. like afternoon coffees when like afternoon iced is iced coffee. Yes. Yes. Cause uh, yes. Iced coffee to me, I think it's because like, Hot coffee is like what you do at home. You know what I mean? You're at home in the morning and I, I do cold mm-hmm, brew mm-hmm. coffee myself, but like the, I've uh, had that once or twice. It seems a little sour to me. Yeah, it can be. It can okay. be. I, I mean, I, I, I think drinking it black, it's very much like that. Um, right. And I usually put some cream in it, but, but yeah, I just, I just have like a Mason jar, like a big Mason jar that I fill up with grounds and, and water and like filter nice. it out. Do you um, use the same ratio as if you were brewing it hot? No, no, way more, way more okay. coffee. Yeah, way more coffee because like it, it takes because like, you know, it takes a long time to right because the chemical Same reactions are slower, I guess, because it's cold. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. Like lager takes longer than than ale or whatever. Um, mm. But like it takes a long time to 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 get it to like the strength that I want. You ever try right. nitro coffee? Uh, I think once or twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's definitely sweeter and, and yeah. has a more sort of like a, like a creamier sort of a feel to it. But yeah. Um, anyway, this is a super interesting conversation, but, but so, so what, coffee's what better than the weather <laughs> coffee is better than the weather. I, I love coffee. I'm on a big coffee kick right now. So what songs are we talking about today, Nick? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so we are going back into the Bolero scene. So, you know, uh, a while back we did, uh, our first ever classical pieces and one of them, uh, was Ravel's Bolero, but you know, how I kind of discovered that uh, was uh, through other ways. I also discovered it through uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer because they have a, a bolero uh, t- titled, as I believe it's pronounced, Abaddon's Bolero, which we're discussing today. And we're also discussing uh, the only other bolero that uh, I believe it, that I'm aware of in rock and roll. Uh, the only two that I'm aware of in rock and roll are Abaddon's Bolero by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer and this other track. Uh, Bolero, simply titled Beck's Bolero uh, by Jeff Beck. So that's what we got mm-hmm. today. 
Yeah, so I realized, I totally thought I had heard Bex Bolero at some point. I knew I had mm-hmm. never heard Abbott on Spolero until I listened to it for this podcast, but I thought I had heard Bex Bolero. I totally hadn't. I did not recognize the piece of music I listened to. I don't know what I had thought I had heard, but... Um, I had a very different so, reaction when I, when I uh, rediscovered this a few mm. years ago, because I listened to Bex Bolero. I think I uh, happened to put on a vinyl record from, from Jeff Beck. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, I have heard this before and I'm, and I'm not sure that I have, but I think I had anyways, I kind of discovered both of these tail end of high school, first half of college. Now, as you know, this is an Emerson, Lake and Palmer podcast. We talk about them every episode. Um, (laughs) but, but to trilogy, what this, this song is off of Mm Abaddon's Bolero, that that's your favorite Emerson, Lake and Palmer album. Is that correct? Or have you described it as their best or something like that. It's it's interesting, like... you know. So I think that they've got they've got four potential contenders for their best album, and okay, three. Wait, can, wait, can I can I try to guess them? Sure, 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 sure. Okay, okay, I'm gonna try to guess. Uh, and don't don't give anything away. I'm gonna say, Tarkus, trilogy. Cause you already gave me that one. Brain salad surgery, and um, here's a, a a you know one that I, I think might, you may think this, but like is sort of a, out of left field uh, pictures at an exhibition. You got three out of four and, Damn. and um, pictures at, a, at, at an exhibition is, is, a, is wrong. Oh, uh, sure. In my estimation, was it works volume one. I was going to say works <laughs> volume one. No, uh, you're, you were on the right track with pictures at an exhibition though, because if a live album can qualify as a best uh, album, um, okay, go yeah, for whatever. it. No, I well, was gonna say Pictures I, at an Exhibition is a live album as well. Oh, it is? Oh, never mind. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So uh, um, I was going to say, welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. That's fair. That's fair. Because I, I do think that, like, I think a lot of the charm of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, if they have any, is, <laughs> is maybe lost on record to some mm-hmm, degree, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, which this song, uh, let me just say, it's, a little it's weak. as boring and as full of bullshit as the last Bolero you made me listen to. Um, no, it's way <laughs> no, it's way worse. <laughs> no, Ravel's Bolero is fine. But like, oh man, like I, I was just like, it's I, a little I, contrived. It was very forced. I frankly. did not dig it. I was like, they were seven minutes short on one of the sides of trilogy. And mm-hmm. they were just mm-hmm. like, Hey, Carl Palmer, play this this play this snare drum rhythm yeah, Gre- yeah. greg lake play just like octave slides on your bass for seven minutes i'm gonna right. do my keith emerson thing one thing that i did appreciate about it though in the keyboard parts there is a keyboard that just sort of like like a synth that just sort of like plays like chords that last a long time which actually gives the track a little bit of atmosphere mm-hmm. which is something that Emerson, Lake, and Palmer never have. They never right. have any, any atmosphere, and they never have any, like, there's never anything but, like, full tilt, you know, bombast, which is, is right. works to their favor. You know, listeners will remember from our Carnival 9 Tarkus episode, something I very much appreciate about them. Carnival 9 is a great song, and I, I love listening to right. it, and it excites me in a very, like, visceral way. Um, but I, I don't think they found it with Abaddon's Bolero. No, no, not at all. Not into it. Um, not feeling And you that. know what? You know, bearing that in mind and then looking at some of the other tracks on on Trilogy, I think I think I could safely rule this out uh, in a like a, a best album competition for Merson Lake and Palmer uh, on the weakness of things like Abaddon's Bolero 
or just like the the theminess of so many of the songs, like like Hoedown mm, or or I think yeah. the Sheriff is another one on there. Um, sure. If theminess is is kind of a, a word that I'm allowed to use, but like, I, I think I know what you mean. Just you know, like. It's like here's a gimmick for this particular track, like right, having right. the gimmick of it being a bolero and whatever that means, and having this like snare drum rhythm like Ravel's bolero, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. And then Keith Everson sort of noodling over that um, just doesn't. And and I think there's too many Emerson, Lincoln Palmer songs that really just rely on Keith Emerson presumably being able to like pull amazing keyboard parts like out of his butt you know and just sort of right, like right. just like vamp a little bit and like their vamping is like very close to actual composition i think and mm-hmm. like which is credit to them but like it does it does get a little and and i think mm. that's that's kind of a thing that happens with with emerson lake and palmer is that there is just like some incredible like natural musicianship uh, particularly with with Keith Emerson, I would say, and like as you were just saying, they just sort of like fall back on that and expect them to expect that to bail them out a lot, right? And it does feel a lot of like Keith Emerson and Carl Palmer have these like immense like classical chops and jazz mm-hmm. chops, which which do not come easy, right? That's not talent pure and simple, you know. That takes a tremendous amount of work to get to that point. Mm-hmm. But I, I think like I think there's just like like with a lot of weirdly with a lot of progressive rock bands, there's just like a lack of like, um, um, like the songs aren't there. You know what I mean? The material's mm-hmm. not there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and however flashy it might be, um, that's pretty clear when there's no like substance, uh, to what you're doing. And that's why like for, and, and I mean, that's a pit, that's an opinion really, but like, and, and a, a relative, uh, you know, uh, presence or like dearth of substance is, I suppose, subjective. But like, um, but that's why, like, for me, I'll listen to like, uh, you know, like I can. There's there's plenty of like, well, it's just like use an obvious example. Plenty of like Beatles albums with like a ton of substance to them. Where like mm-hmm. all the songs are great. You know what I mean? And and, right. and all the material is good. Whether or not they're these like flashy instrumental performances and i don't think i can say that about any emerson lake and palmer album is that it's like good from start to finish and like a pleasure to listen to start to finish mm-hmm. um brain salad surgery in my opinion might come close to that i do like listening yeah. to it but like it's it's just not like um which is and i say that to say that it's a shame that that's the case because they are yeah. a really great band and i think that kind of coupled with their like public perception while they were together of being this like like the ultimate uh, expression of like prog rock excess, mm-hmm. um, I, I think like has has damaged their reputation. I suppose overall, um, which is a shame because there is a lot of great stuff in their catalog. You just have to sort of dig around for it a little. Um, right. Right. Okay. But, so yeah. Man. So, but how did you feel about uh, Bex Bolero? Oh, I loved it. It was great. It's such a okay. good song. Yeah, it's, it's so awesome. I oh, mean, by the way, I wanna I wanna interject. Yeah. Neither of these songs have have lyrics, but since this is rock and roll, like in a classical setting, uh, an absence of lyrics would lead to them being called pieces. Am I right? Um. No. No. Well, okay. yes and yes and no. Yes. I mean, you could call anything a piece, but like a like there, there's sung pieces, you know, there could be a sung, sung piece. But like mm-hmm. um, I would say that 
it actually does use like a classical kind of designation, I guess, because it's called a bolero, you know, and that implies right. a lack. It'd be weird if it had text and had it. No, however, in classical music, there are songs, but a song is like a very, very like deliberate thing. Okay. Um, in that it's usually follows like a song like kind of structure. You know what I mean? Where it's like strophic, meaning it has like a refrain that it comes back to. Um, like, like a, like a regular, like a pop song, you know? Um, and so like, as if you're like a classical composer, you, you know, can, a, a song is not necessarily something that gets referred to as a piece, mm-hmm. you know, like as a lute player in my, uh, professional musical life, uh, I do play songs that are sung and it's maybe like, you know, like something for like just like a lute player and a, and a voice or like maybe four voices or something like that. Um, and, and it's like deliberately a song. Sometimes they're called errors depending on where you are in the world. But like, um, but they're also like, um, like sung pieces, like a cantata, for example, which is like a string of like more sort of song like sections and more like dialogue kind of, uh, recitative sections anyway. But yeah, I, I digress. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I guess anything can get called a piece. That's a pretty catch all kind of a term. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Beck's Bolero. I mean, it's cool that Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page and John and whistle and Keith moon of the who like recorded a song together. Like even if it was garbage, but it, it isn't like that would be a truly like, amazing piece of rock history right, you know like what I mean? especially kind of thing exactly but especially in like 1968 before like way b- long before there were like all-star concerts you know and, and stuff like um you know it wasn't like they all played together at like the concert for george or something not to knock the concert for george that's really cool like really cool like coming together of various musicians but like um the fact there was like 68 and like jimmy page was like is pre-zeppelin and jeff beck was like kind of like over being in the Yardbirds and mm-hmm. John Whistle and Keith Moon were having issues with the who and they were just like, Hey, maybe we could start a band, you know? And, um, you know, legend has it that this was like a trial run for a band that could have become Led Zeppelin. Right. Know? As Paige was like trying to get back out and be like a touring musician after years of session work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Jeff cool. Beck is so, he's so interesting to me, right? Because he seems on a, on a, talent level and on a within the industry uh respect level i suppose he seems to be you know kind of on a level with guys like jimmy page and eric clapton and like a similar career trajectory at some point Mm -hmm. and yet like we all know who jimmy page is and we all know who eric slowhand clapton are right and beck is just like he seems to be like a tear down with regards to like popularity and, yeah and, and, and body yeah. of work in these things and that's just yeah. so fascinating to me because again like i i don't think his his uh like his guitar playing ability is necessarily uh markedly worse per se no 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 i mean i think he's i think he's generally considered to be on a level with those guys and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think like and i don't i mean certainly like guitar playing ability has nothing to do with like commercial success i suppose but like um yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I think I think part of it is like Jimmy Page had the I don't know, like maybe like the like if Jimmy Page had wanted to do like solo albums of just his guitar playing, 
he could have done that. But he had maybe like the lack of ego or mm-hmm. the vision or, or that is just the desire outside of any kind of ego thing to like hitch his wagon to three other people. One of them a singer, you know what I mean? And like do more like commercial kind of music, which I don't think that Jeff Beck was doing. Like, I don't think. Right. You know, I mean, I guess you have the Jeff Beck group with Rod Stewart for a while there in like the 60s and maybe the early 70s. But like, uh, you know, for the most part, but that is still the Jeff Beck group. And like his solo career, when you're doing all instrumental, like especially instrumental rock music, which is such a weird like who does that? You know what I mean? Like that's not like a like a big genre, I guess, of of music that I'm aware of. Um and so I think you're kind of like, you know, the likelihood of you having like a big like crossover hit song as like a band playing instrumentals is like pretty low, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like I mean, how often what are like big hit instrumental songs? You know, there's that uh, Alan, Alan Parsons project song. They play at football games. Frankenstein comes to my mind. I was thinking about yes, that earlier tonight. Absolutely. For sure. Or uh, yeah, Fra- or. No, I can't even remember the name. Hocus Pocus by Focus. Oh, uh, that has singing. That has singing. I, I will count okay, that. Okay, okay. It's, it's mm-hmm. lyricless, but it's still singing. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, oh, yeah, Como Va, va but that, that gets discounted for the same reason, even though it's like, it, it's not like a song, kind of a song, but like, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, a, a sleigh ride. That's one. <laughs> that one recording of sleigh ride that's really popular. You know that song? <laughs> you know? Uh, um, yeah, hmm. I mean, I guess you have like some surf rock hits like Walk Don't Run or Miserloo or something like that. Uh, green Onions. Yeah. Green on. Oh, oh, great. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But but still few yeah, and far outliers. between. Now, I mean, I wonder if I can name that was like, maybe like five songs. I don't even actually now that I say it, I don't even think I can name five hit songs with lyrics. So maybe I'm wrong about that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think you're kind of ask, not asking for a lack of success, but like I think like the likelihood of ha- of being like a big household name like an Eric Clapton or something when you're doing purely instrumental like blues influenced or jazz influenced like rock music I, I think like that's pretty niche and it's not for everybody um, whereas like a Zeppelin or Clapton with many of his different projects like managed to have like huge commercial success mm-hmm. um, and the Yardbirds are kind of terrible you know obviously um, but do you like the Yardbirds? I enjoy them, but I'm not sure how much I truly enjoy them. Yeah. Because because my main exposure to them was through uh, uh, a live album they did that featured uh, Sonny Boy Williamson heavily, oh. and I thought he was just incredible. So so maybe I'm more of a Sonny Boy Williamson fan. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're, like, okay, but, like, they're so, like... They kind of, in retrospect, almost seem like a parody of, like, a 60s white blues band in a little yeah, bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think they sort of pale in comparison to, like, maybe the Rolling Stones or, or um, the Animals, you know, like other kind of blues bands from that time period. But outside of the, the Clapton and the Beck and the Jimmy Page kind of, in, you know, like, involvement. Hey, check this uh, out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Beck's Blow by Blow, which was weirdly, I'm pretty sure his first s- technically solo album, okay, uh, was a purely uh, instrumental album and peaked at number four and was certified platinum. Hey, wow! So that's okay. I, hey, I take it back. I take it back. Cool. I I mean, um, 
I don't know. He could have done. He still could have done better. I mean, that's uh, we don't really know him too well. Hey, it's and, not and nobody really one. knows no. blow by blow. You know, like it's, right. That is interesting. It is like for being a big hit like that. It's not exactly. You know, it's not um, Layla or something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that is interesting. I think I've I think I've listened to that album actually. I I discovered it in high school and I I liked it at the time. I haven't listened mm-hmm. to it in years at this point. Um, interesting, but it's yeah, it's good. It's good. It's got a really um, it's got a really nice like dog days of summer afternoon feel to it. If that makes oh, sense. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Yeah. Be good for this time of year. It's so humid out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Um, so the yeah. weather. Bex uh, Bolero, I, 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 uh, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I liked the, I love, like, the acoustic guitar at the beginning. That feels very, like, 1960s to me, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, that's super cool. Um, I... Yeah, I guess I don't have a whole lot more to say as far as that goes. Yeah, I mainly, but. you know, so I uh, I picked these topics tonight, these these songs, and I kind of I picked them kind of for, for what I set up, up top. They're the only two rock and roll songs I can think of that claim the distinction of, of being boleros, uh, yeah. which I think, I think is kind of interesting. I've always thought it's interesting when rock and roll musicians – choose to associate themselves in some way or other with with classical music um Mm. and particularly having discussed like the bolero as it were uh in classical music a while back i thought it'd be interesting just to to touch on these for a bit and you know um you know it's never a bad time to talk about emerson lincoln palmer on on the the uh elp uh podcast yeah 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 um, <laughs> two jerk audio and emerson lake and palmer podcast right right oh no emerson emerson lake and podcast that's what we should have been called oh, there you go i've been charles yeah yeah and this was this was nick <laughs> <laughs> and you've been listening to two track audio check us out on social media we have a facebook page named for the show um Share the, share, share the pod yeah, share the pod with a friend rate it review share it share the pod share the pod Okay, I'm going to cease recording in three, two, one.